Hi, I'm Sandy Chapin, Director of Exhibition and Events at SEMI, and you're listening to the 3D Insights Podcast, the official SemiCon West Hybrid 2021 Podcast. SEMI is the Global Industry Association representing the electronics, manufacturing, and design supply chain, connecting over 2,400 member companies and 1.3 million professionals worldwide. Learn more at SEMI.org. We are so excited to be hosting SemiCon West Hybrid 2021 in person at the Moscone Center in San Francisco and virtually. We look forward to seeing you there. Be sure to listen along as we bring you preview episodes as well as live recordings from the show floor. Hey everyone, this is Francoise Von Trapp from the 3D Insights Podcast, and we're here live at Semicon West Hybrid 2021. The press conference just wrapped up, and we got a sneak peek at what's being talked about this week on the show floor. Here to talk about his remarks with me today, and also to discuss the importance of, the semi- of sustainable semiconductor manufacturing, is Semi's CEO, Ajit Manocha. Hi Ajit, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. And uh, before we get started, can you just give me a little summary of your role as CEO at SEMI? So SEMI, the mantra of SEMI is connect, collaborate, and innovate. And that's what SEMI does. It brings the industry together. And my role is to really understand what are the enablers for industry to grow and minimize the interruptions and disruptions so that we can grow rapidly with uh, pre-competitive collaboration. And during my, when I joined SEMI five years ago, I asked uh, my stakeholders, what are your key concerns? Mm-hmm. And of course, the number, of, number one key concern was the talent shortage. Mm-hmm. And also the industry has been going through a massive growth because the number of disruptions that we are experiencing are really unprecedented. These are game-changing, life-changing disruptions, and that's fueling the growth. So when the industry is growing, but talent is not growing, actually shrinking, so that became a number one problem for me to address as an industry CEO, as an association CEO. Then also, how do you capture the growth? So I started a number of strategic initiatives, so-called smart initiatives, like smart mobility, smart data, smart healthcare, smart manufacturing, uh, and, and digital world. So these initiatives, we bring people together as part of the mantra, connect, collaborate, innovate, and we discuss pre-competitive way to grow and also understand what are the inhibitors which will prevent us from growing. So as an industry association, we put people together to make sure that we knock down those barriers so that we can grow and help and benefit the society. I, I can't believe it's already been five years since you started. And all of these things you mentioned, we've been following on 3D Insights at the same time. And I kind of, I really feel like under your leadership, SEMI is really ha- has been shaping the future of the semiconductor industry. And it's Well, it's thank you for saying excited. that. Uh, I, I feel blessed that I know a lot of uh, colleagues in the industry and uh, I think they're providing me a lot of cooperation and collaboration. Without that, I don't think I would accomplish even half of that. But most importantly, I am very proud of the team I have at SEMI. They are really have uh, embraced the vision and they are driving it. And you uh, heard Sherry a few minutes ago and she 
saw the vision that I had on the talent, and she has done a remarkable job to build upon the 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 vision in terms of executing and delivering on those initiatives. And similarly, on smart mobility, my one of my colleagues Bettina Weiss, mm-hmm. she has been the the really leader of driving the smart mobility. I mean, I can go on. So I'm really fortunate. A great team that I have at Sami, and great industry colleagues. That and I come from the industry, so yeah. for me it was not difficult to understand those issues. Yeah. Not that I understand everything, but but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot more to be done. Yeah. Okay. So earlier you shared some really exciting numbers. Speaking of growth, um, you said in the 300 millimeter fab or um, expansion. We have four, we're going to see 48% growth between now and 2025. That's correct. So the information that SEMI collects from various sources, mm-hmm. our information as of September is that there will be 60 new 12-inch fabs coming on mm-hmm. stream between now and 2024. Now, I say this timeline, they are not really kind of a... Commit, committed line, timeline, they can change by year here or year there. And 60 could become maybe 50 or 45. Even if it's 30, it's still a big number. I mean, I mentioned this morning that I've been in the industry 40 years. i never seen an announcement like this. Yeah. And that number 48% you're talking about is if the, all the 60 fabs come, mm-hmm. that will lead to 48% growth in capacity from 2020 to when these fabs come on board. Okay. That was the number for, for the capacity increase. Okay. But I think the most important thing is when we talk about the industry IC revenue growth mm-hmm. from $550 billion this year to roughly $1.2 trillion in 2030, that means we need more fabs. And we need more talent. And we need more, to, more talent. To run those fabs. So right? we have the visibility on the yeah. fabs. We don't have the same visibility on the talent yet. Okay. So, yeah, so we've got work to do. Hopefully. We're all working on that. Yep. Um, so now your day started off with a fireside chat with the Deputy Secretary of Commerce, Don Graves. What stands out to you most about the Commerce's plans to support semiconductor industry in the United States? Yeah, this is really was very exciting for, for me to really host uh, Deputy Secretary Don Graves this morning. And... I mentioned this morning in the fireside chat that in last five months, I personally, myself, have had more than eight or nine, maybe, t- I, am, I don't even know the count, up to 10 meetings, some virtual, some in person, with uh, starting with the, with the Secretary of Commerce, uh, Gina Raimondo, and, the, the, and our staff members, uh, multiple staff members that I've met, Virtually, as well as uh, in person, I was in Washington, D.C. three weeks ago. And what I realized is that the most countries, most major countries, have, uh, have ascertained that semiconductor industry is strategic uh, to, to them. And U.S. has also recognized after the pandemic how important semiconductor industry is not only to deal with pandemic, but also with all the dependence of semiconductors on everyday devices mm-hmm. on our lives. Right. So semiconductors have become omnipresent mm-hmm. in everything we do. Oh, the chip shortage has been our biggest commercial. That's right. It's the biggest advertisement. 
So what I noticed with the, back to your question, the amount of attention that semi-industry is getting from Department of Commerce mm-hmm. and other executive branches of, of White House, it is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. I mean, Deputy Secretary came here. Why? Because he wanted to be with industry colleagues. Mm-hmm. to And he had several one-on-one meetings after my fireside chat. And I'm sure he's collecting a lot more information. The Department of Commerce has already collected a lot of information, so-called RFI. So they really want to deal with facts and figures, not just making some statements like bureaucrats will make or politicians will make. That's one big difference. That's pretty serious. I mean, they understand the importance of it now. They not only understand, they now are acting on that. Mm-hmm. They, are going, they are very serious about it. So I'm actually very impressed with the connect with the collaboration and commitment that they have for our industry. So I think that was really one of my big takeaways. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, so let's move on to another sort of um, topic that I understand is very near and dear to your heart, the importance of um, sustainable semiconductor manufacturing. And we do, we, we're in a challenging position in our industry because on the one hand, um, our devices can help other industries reduce their carbon footprint. But to do that, we have a massive, to produce chips, it's a massive carbon footprint. So how do we continue to support market demand for more and more chips without having a negative impact on climate change? That's a multi-billion dollar question. (laughs) And I won't call it a 64 million (laughs) phrase. It's a multi-multi-billion dollar question. Yes, our industry is part of the problem, but also part of the solution. I mean, we create solutions to deal with the crisis that is leading to the carbon footprint. So we create technologies which will actually break down the energy conservation, reduce the water consumption. I mean, there's so many solutions that our industry has been actually employing in the past 30, 40 years. I've been, uh, I've been running fabs all my life uh, in my corporate world. And I know that how careful we have been and how concerned we are with the amount of electricity we consume, the water we consume, what we put in that atmosphere and the drains. We're all very sensitive about it and very cautious about it. I can tell you, I am so proud of my industry colleagues. They're very resilient. They're very conscious about this. But again, the problem is very difficult to solve. But we are not going to to, to be making it uh, less uh, priority or uh, we're going to drive it with a lot of uh, vision and uh, and uh, urge a sense of urgency. Why I'm saying this? This is not a problem that one company can solve by itself. Right. This is an industry problem. We have to solve collectively. That's one thing I have done. Uh, early this year, I formed a strategic sustainability advisory council, SAC. So far, we are 21 major companies member of that and we're not going to stop at 21 there's no end we can have as many companies that join and again we have a clear roadmap that what roadmap we want to get a carbon footprint to to zero by 2050 2040 i don't know yet that has not been said we're going to have number of objectives on this i think i start with the basic objective also what are the definitions what are the standards right I mean, I personally think that the definition of carbon neutrality is not exactly the same for everybody. Right. 
no wonder at cop 26 some of the countries could not come to the agreement whether it is 2050 or 2060 or 27 for carbon zero that means there is a more fundamental problem because besides the challenges of solving this problem there is a fundamental problem of what really it means even in us i won't mention the names of the companies every company has its own goal some are saying carbon zero by 2030 i think they all mean well but they probably mean slightly different so right. this council will also help come on with a common definitions common standards which is something sami does for living uh, another thing is this we are partnering with mckinsey and we're going to have a global summit sometime in 2022 i don't know the month yet maybe july during sami convest year that date has not been fixed but our intentions are to do it in july and we're going to bring the best of the best business practices from other industries which have been much more ahead than semiconductor industry so we're going to bring the best of the best business practices bring our industry together and define our roadmap action plan so that we can deal with this topic and make our planet safer and better and greener for our society and that should also as james mentioned in the press conference that should also help us with the workforce um with the uh, attracting new talent because the younger generations really want to work for companies that are pursuing sustainable um, best practices that that is very true the survey that uh, i don't know which source conducted that 60% of the young talent only want to work with the companies who are committed to sustainability right and we already have a challenge so we better be committed to sustainability so that we can deal with the talent problem also and uh, as i mentioned that uh, during my intro here that sami has a very comprehensive workforce development program mm-hmm. we will drive the talent shortage issues and come to the solution for sustainability uh, in our joint efforts mm-hmm. now of course my message if my industry colleagues are listening my message to them is please come forward with your support and sponsorship both in cash and kind because sami is not a rich corporation with multi billion dollar revenue and we are challenged these this this last two years of our revenue because of the fewer in person or no in person meetings due to pandemic mm-hmm. so i think uh, we can actually solve lot of problems together at a much lower cost than individual companies spending lot of money their own money on their own solutions is better that we work together mm-hmm. and reduce the cost and accelerate the time to solution it's such a complex issue that it really does require everybody to work together and to come like you said before to come to some common definitions yeah. of what it means i mean sustainability even extends according to the un their sustainability Uh, the sustainable development goals extend way beyond just climate change and the environmental impact it has to do with um you know the with diversity equity and inclusion is also part of the sustainable practices um but i want to just touch on a couple of specific um topics around climate change and addressing climate change specifically so personally i live in arizona and i am concerned about all the expansion i mean part of me is really excited because i live there and i work in this industry but i'm also really concerned because we're in a drought and making computer chips uses a lot of water and intel and tsmc have plans to mitigate do, do they have plans to mitigate the impact of these mega fabs do you know maybe you don't know but do you know Well, I personally don't know their plans in details or even remotely, but I'm not worried about these two companies for sure. They are pro. Mm. They know how to handle these things. 
I know that uh, Intel and TSMC, they recycle 90% of the water. So they know all these things. They know that energy conservation is very important. They're working collaboratively with all the equipment makers so they make the tools which are consuming less energy. Okay. They're going after the renewable energy sources. Uh, some of the companies are already adding solar solar systems uh, on their buildings so that they can get use solar energy. Mm-hmm. I think most companies are extremely conscious, especially the two names you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think that's the last, com- these are the two companies I won't worry about that. Okay. They are very responsible, very capable. And I'm very proud of them. And I would imagine that when they're building new fabs, um, they're not the ones we have to worry about, I guess, because they're going to be instituting best practices from the ground up. It's it's maybe the legacy fabs that have to be retrofit for some of these, um, to, to, to implement some of these. Um, well, we, we, Sammy, will provide all the support to legacy fab builders or the new fab builders in whatever information, uh, the resources that we have, the capabilities, the know-how and knowledge will bring the, the, the folks together and support them. Okay. This is not a, we cannot afford that if somebody is doing something which will only add to the problem, we're not going to sit and watch. Right. We'll give them our best guidance. We are not going to dictate how to do things, but we'll definitely provide them the help that we can and support. In fact, I have offered uh, TSMC total commitment and support, whatever help they need from SAMI, I will be there, Sammy will be there. And that goes for Intel as well. Um, Let's see. And one other question I wanted to ask you, really even drilling down further into, like I was talking about legacy fabs and legacy products. So will it be difficult for us to change processes that have been established for years to implement more sustainable process steps? it's It's difficult, but not impossible. Yes, I think every company... Every executive always wants to go into more sustainable operation. So it's not impossible. So they will do it. I think it requires collaboration with the customer and customer as well. Because mm-hmm. when you change the process, the customer has to be part of the qualification right. and the timeline. Now, in terms of when there is a chip shortage, you're not going to start rejigging the processes. But you will have to find the right window of opportunity to do both. You know, get to the sustainable process as well as not create the make the chip shortage problem from bad to worse. Okay. You know, I, I could actually talk to you all day about this, but we don't have all day, unfortunately. <laughs> but I really appreciate you spending some time with me today to just kind of touch on this. And I really hope that you'll come back and we can have some more conversations because I think there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of topics that we at 3D Insights are very concerned about, and, and we know that SEMI is working on that, and, and I think our audience is very interested in hearing what you have to say. Sure. Thank you very much, right. Francois. Thank you. Thank you. There's lots more to come, so tune in next time on the 3D Insights podcast.